Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks for joining us on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Nina from ShalomMama.com. Nina, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm just so glad that you're here. And, you know, um, we've been connected online for a long time, and I think I've sort of followed your journey as um, as your family has kind of changed how you're living and, and, like, all of your fun adventures. And we've kind of paralleled each other in some of those ways, and I I think that's always kind of fun. I know that you guys are like super into like natural living, kind of simplicity and minimalism. And can you tell me like kind of what brought you to that? Has that always been a focus for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, if you would have said, yeah, in 10 years, you're going to be, you know, fresh out of living in a bus and, you know, make all your own stuff and, you know, natural health, I would have been like, you are crazy. There's right. no way. That sounds like a hippie. I'm not doing that. Um, so no, definitely not. I was so mainstream. Like I bought everything. I was like, Oh yeah, I need to have this chemical in my house cause I need it for this. And I right. just buy it. And like, I was always sick. I went to the doctor all the time. Like it was ridiculous how much I went to the doctor. Um, but yeah, we, my husband and I we were like, okay, we want to get out of debt. And, uh, we were, we were so ready to be done with that, that I was like, okay, I'm going to research everything mm-hmm. I can to figure out how we can save money. And I was looking online and I started finding all these blogs that talked about natural living. And I was like, oh, wow, if I make my own cleaners, that'll save us money. If I cook from scratch, that'll save us money. And so I started doing that. And I found that not only did we start saving, you know, tons of money because, mm-hmm. you know, it's so much cheaper to live that way, but we, I was getting healthier. Like, I'd go to bed at night and instead of the normal, oh, my stomach hurts that I did seriously every night, I'd go, I'd just go to bed. <laughs> my husband's like, wait a oh, second, wow. what's going on here? And it's like, I just, I feel better. And that totally piqued my interest into learning more about natural, natural remedies and that kind of thing, which is funny because I actually grew up on an herb farm. My dad is an organic oh, did you? farmer. Yeah. Oh, wow. And his mom was like, he's from Mexico and his mom was like the village midwife and they're all into natural remedies. And then one day I'm like, oh, hey, I'm interested in this stuff. And my dad's like, well, finally, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to imprint you for years. I know. And he's like, oh, she's come around. Good. But yeah, it's like that's so awesome. Bed. So yeah, it's been really fun. Don't you wish you knew all her stories, like of all the village midwifing? Yeah. Like that would be like yeah. so it's cool, so wonderful. My dad sometimes yeah. he goes, "You are just like my mom." My mom totally oh. would have said that. I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I love it. I think I read on your website, you were like, I secretly always wanted to be the village wise woman. And I so identify with that. Yes. I just love that whole idea of being like that person that people come and talk to and, you know, share your wisdom and, you know, give them some tea and make up some kind of weird concoction and be like, here, take this. (laughs) And I do got like that aromatherapy cabinet of like all these different like tinctures and essential oils and things that it's like, let me put something together for you. Yeah, it's so fun. (laughs) It's like a really great way to nurture people and, you know, help them out and take good care of them. And like with natural means, like there's something really empowering about that. Oh, yeah. It's 
it's yeah. been amazing. That's awesome. And and like you said, it's such a frugal way to live, but like it's so I always think it's so interesting to see like kind of what brings people to the lifestyle, like whether it's real food or um or natural living, simplicity, like whatever it is, like it's so interesting for me because um you know, people come in through all these different avenues. So for you, you know, it wasn't really like, oh, we're going to change and be like healthier. It was a byproduct of trying to save money, and I think that's so amazing. Um, because you're you're totally right that you can save a lot of money um, by greening up your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so. not expecting that. It was just like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, oh, it works. Exactly. And so you started, like, with making your own cleaners and, like, cooking at home. and. Oh, well, I was on a roll then. And I'm like, okay, what else can we do now? So it was reducing our waste so that we could go down to a smaller garbage can. And then it turned into, like, what can we grow in our garden? which was interesting. I've got a brown thumb. So it's like, Dad, I need your help. <laughs> Kill right? something else. He's like, oh, gosh, let me nurse it back to health for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and growing things. And then, like, one simple thing. Okay, this is really silly, but I always wanted, ever since I found out about natural living, I always wanted a laundry line. I was like, okay. oh, gosh, my life will be complete when I have a laundry line because then I can hang my clothes to dry. And I yeah, have one now. Dry in the sun yeah. without like amazing smell. Yeah, like it was so simple. But when that finally happened, I'm like, I have arrived. I am a that's so cool. natural living person now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out to get my sheets off the laundry line. It smells so good. My kids are like, they smell like outside. I'm like, right? That is not a problem. You know, that. that's the point. <laughs> yeah, they don't smell like chemicals. Exactly. You know, I've kind of been, like, freaking out about what's going on with laundry these days. Like, um, we don't watch a lot of, like, cable TV. We have our um, Roku, and we watch, like, Netflix and, like, that kind of stuff. Um, So whenever we're somewhere else and I kind of see commercials, like, I'm amazed with the laundry stuff. They have, like, um, scent additives that you can put in there, and it makes it smell for, like, three months. I'm like, who would want that? That's, like, terrifying. What chemicals are those? Right? I know. I've always had such sensitive skin. So I think even before that, I I went natural. Mm -hmm. I had to go with like unscented and all that because it would just bother me so much. Oh, it bothers me a ton. And even now that we've like cleaned up and, um, and and healed and all that kind of stuff, like I've definitely, I notice it more. Mm -hmm. And, um, like right now we're traveling around, we're on real food road trips. So we're doing, oh, it's so much fun. So we're in our RV and so we're going around to like different resorts and stuff. And like I we walk every night, like wherever we are. And I notice, like, as people are doing laundry, you know, I'm smelling like the dryer sheets. Yeah. And it's so scented and crazy. Like it's really out of control. It really is. I don't think people realize like what that is doing to them, but if you can smell it, those are VOCs like being released. Those are chemicals that you're taking in right then. And then for people to put that against their body and like warm it up with the heat of their body, they're totally soaking that in through their skin. And you know, they have like special ones for babies. So you're like, what are they putting all those poor babies? I know it's crazy. And when it's so easy to make your own, right? Exactly. Like a few ingredients, 10 minutes, boom, you're done for like a few months even. So, right. And I was reading, actually, you have a new book out, um, Natural Gift Ideas for Any Occasion. I love this. It's actually a free ebook. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So I'm going to put the link to that on our show notes. Cool. So if people listening, like on our website, Real Food 
wholehealth.com. Under podcasts, you'll find this episode. And in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to this free ebook so you can download it. Um, but you actually, and one of the things you talk about, like giving laundry detergent in a cute little um, mason jar for a gift. Yeah. Because, like, you've made it and you make it with essential oils, so it smells amazing, but it's totally, like, natural. What a smart idea. Thanks. Like, my mom requested it one year for Christmas, and I was like, you want laundry detergent? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I love it. It smells so good, and then I don't have to buy it, and I don't have to make it. I'm like, okay, okay. cool. Why not? <laughs> so I gave that to, like, all the moms and my sisters-in-law, and they were like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Can I buy it from you now? Sure. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, I love that because it's a consumable gift, and I love that idea rather than, like, we all have so much stuff. And, you know, certainly as we downsized to go into our RV and do real food road trip, we were like, before, you know, we had our farm in New Hampshire. Um, it was like 3,000 square feet, huge, like, walkout basement, and then the whole farm, you know, so we had barns, like, full of stuff and everything. Okay. So when we downsized, like, I mean, the RV is 400 square feet. So to downsize, it was like, whoa, this is going to, oh, yeah, it was going to be for serious, right? Uh -huh. And um, <laughs> But it was like, I kind of freaked out because I thought, I don't know if I can do this. But it was actually the best thing that, like, I've ever done because I didn't really realize how much excess we really have and how much, how little stuff you really need to live your life. Oh, yeah, it's so true. Because really, I mean, if you go camping, you can get an idea mm -hmm. of it. Like, oh, wow, I just had a great time. We were camping and I used like this many items. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of go back home. And it's like, oh, yeah, I have all this stuff. At least that's how I am now. I'm like, oh, I don't really, do I really need all this? No. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's amazing is like, even when we got into the RV and like, you know, we've been in it a few months and it was like, yeah, I still can donate things. And it that's incredible to me that like just having what I thought were the basics, like as I keep going, it's like, you know, I haven't used this in six months. Mm -hmm. Why am I still holding on to it? Exactly. But I think the big thing is being conscious of it, being mindful of it and like actually taking the steps to kind of get there. And you guys went through a similar thing when you moved into your schoolie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, and you have kids, too, on top. You have four children, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so six of you, and you guys moved into a converted, totally beautiful, redone school bus. Like, I know you guys worked so hard on that. <laughs> I love it. My husband did such a great job. Oh, my gosh. It was all him doing it. Um, yeah, we had to get rid of so much, so much stuff. And it, what's cool is that bus, like, the way he did it, we could actually fit quite a bit quite a bit in there. Still, though, I was like, oh, we don't need this and we don't need this. And I'd still go through the bus and clean it and be like, oh, we haven't used this in a few months. We can get rid of that. And it's just so mm -hmm. like the more intentional you become about how you basically how you do everything, the more aware you are of, oh, OK, do I do I really need this? And it can be so simple just to ask yourself like, oh, is this really is this contributing to my life or not? And then if it's no, you can just get rid of it. And it gets so much easier over time because a lot of people mm -hmm. I talk to are like, oh, I just couldn't do that. It's so hard. And like, no, just trust me. Once you get started, <laughs> your spouse is going to be like, you cannot get rid of that. <laughs> you you got to keep <laughs> some stuff. It's true. I mean, it really, it does become easier and, um, and it's really liberating. You know, I was, I was talking um, to somebody the other day and I was telling about how like in our basement, you know, we had moved a few times. So we were living in Texas and that's where my husband and I met and married and that's where I'm from. And so I was in that same sort of area and we had our house for, I think like six, seven years. And then, um, 
we moved to Pennsylvania for a short time and then Connecticut and then New Hampshire. And so throughout all those moves, like I still in my New Hampshire basement had stuff from my Texas house, um, like curtains and, and pillows and blankets and lots of decor items mm-hmm. that, you know, I didn't want to give up that I was like, Oh, I worked hard to like put this together. But you know, it's kind of true that like each house, at least for me, um, each house has its own feeling and its own like sort of environment and needs. Like, my decorating was like totally different in every space. So the kind of new England farmhouse look that we did like was totally different than the like old world European look in Texas. Like it was (laughs) drastically different. (laughs) So I had these really ornate, like crazy curtains and um, I've been holding onto them at that point for like five years. And I thought, why? Yeah. Why? You know, and it was, like, so hard to still get rid of them because I'm like, what if I need them and whatever. But, like, going to an RV, I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to be hanging these curtains in an RV, and I don't want to pay to put them in storage so they can go. So, like, having that in mind was, like, easy, right? Because I had a goal, and I knew, like, oh, I'm going to be in an RV, and so this isn't going to work. But for a lot of people, they can just use, like, this is taking up space in my basement, Mm -hmm. and I don't want it here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't have to move into a tiny space to downsize. Yeah, and I think a lot of people might get confused on that because they think, well, you know, I can't really downsize, or there's no point if I'm not living in a a smaller space. But really, I mean, you can downsize at any time, and just because you are downsizing doesn't mean you have to do that because some people are like, I could never live in a bus. I could never live in an RV. I'm like, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad you know that. Don't do that. But exactly. <laughs> right. It's not for everybody. It's okay. Like there's no one size fits all when it comes to simplifying. It's really finding what works best for you. It so is. And you know, it makes the quality of your life so much better like day to day. And I don't care if you're living in a 6,000 square foot house with barns and buildings and basements and attics. It doesn't matter because your day-to-day activity in the rooms that you're in and with the things that you're using, I mean, that's really what you need, right? It doesn't matter where you live. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I know we've talked about, like, this, the schoolie, your bus, like, but a lot of people listening probably haven't followed your journey. Like, how did that even come to be? Oh, wow. How did that start? <laughs> so, okay, so I got onto this whole natural living kick, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading blogs, and I've discovered this one blog, and I, like, spent the whole night reading it because her journey was so similar to mine. What's really cool is we're friends now, so I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but she and her family had moved into an RV. They had, I think, one kid at the time, maybe two. But I was like, wow, what would that be like to live in an RV? And I told my husband, mm-hmm. like, the next day after I'd been binge reading all night, he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so that was my dream, though. Like, it planted the seed that I was like, hmm, I, I really would like to try living more simply. So I went through this process of downsizing and getting rid of stuff and, you know, getting my family used to the idea. And then finally, a few years later, we were watching this um, a documentary called I'm Fine Thanks. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed this couple and they had li- they lived in a schoolie and they had five kids. And I turned to my husband. I'm like, all right, they've got way more kids than we do. If they can do it, we can totally do it. We can totally yeah. do and it. And he's like, okay, fine. So like I got on Craigslist. It's like, I'm getting that bus before he changes his mind. And so that's kind of how it started. All right, we're doing this. Let's go. And then you got it and it was not set up the way you wanted it to be. No, it, it had yeah. already been converted, but oh my gosh, it was like, it was like a an homage to the seventies. Like there was shag oh, no. carpet in there. And oh no. The person who had it smoked. And so like the whole ceiling oh. was yellow from that. And 
Oh, gross. Everything was brown. Like, we had to gut the whole thing, which was really fun, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this part. I bet, right? Yeah, but... Because then you have a blank slate. Exactly. So now it's mostly white inside because it just feels so much more open and airy. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing is when people walk in, they're like, oh, my gosh, it feels so much bigger on the inside. And I am such a Doctor Who fan that that, like, tickles me. Like, you would not believe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's bigger on inside. Yeah, so, that's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. Well... I mean, you guys, you have wood floors in there, like big white open spaces, like windows galore. It's kind of amazing. And like the bunk space that you built for the kids is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. My, That's perfect. It was. It turned out well. Like my husband, I'm the visionary who like I would have thrown it together really fast and it would look horrible. But he's very, um, he's very much a perfectionist and very good with his hands. So he kind of took mm. it, my, my vision and made it happen. And yeah, I so love how it turned out. He's actually outside sanding it right now because we got to paint the outside, which is still <laughs> atrocious. But um, the inside looks great. <laughs> it's a never-ending process. So you guys lived in there for how long? Just over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And then I know your husband was it. Your husband had a job change, and you guys kind of moved, but you still have it. Like it's there for trips and kind of like guest house. Yes, he That's he's cool. a paramedic, so we he got a full-time job doing that here, and we had to live within a, a certain distance from the station Mm -hmm. so we found a house yeah and so now he can sleep at home which is great Uh, that is nice but the bus is actually getting ready to go on a new adventure so we're really really excited about it Uh, oh cool yeah my uh my best friend lives in portland and she's moving out of her apartment and she is actually gonna rent the bus from us and live in it down to in downtown portland and then we're gonna put on airbnb every other weekend so other people can check it out and see what it's like and yeah it's Oh, that's really cool. Really yeah, I was excited. totally thinking when I, when you said guest house, I'm like, how fun would that be to have that on Airbnb? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who wouldn't want to stay in that, right? Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, and here, it, it would, I don't think it would do too well here. We're in such a tiny town, like in the middle of nowhere. But Portland, I mean, that's just a few hours away from us. And people go mm-hmm. there, like, to stay in that kind of thing. So I think it would be really exactly. fun. More, more, The bus would get more love. And, and I think it would be really, really cool to see how people like it. Yeah, that's really fun. Well, you know, it's been like such an adventure um, for us, like transitioning to that small space. And then, you know, now it really just does, it feels totally normal. Um, we were really picky about the floor plan. So we wanted to make sure that we had like kind of a set living room, a set kitchen, a set working space. Because both my husband and I work from home, you know, we both work on Real Food Whole Health. And so mm-hmm. it was like, we needed to have like our command center and then have like our bedroom where you could go like shut a door and like you know have your own space yeah that's really Um, smart I found like the layout is so important when you're when you're planning out your tiny space I think that that requires the most thought actually because I mean it's (laughs) once you're in there you can't really change it and it's so it makes a huge difference when you have a place that you can retreat to or you have a designated like hangout area so that it's not like awkward or like oh where am I supposed to work kind of thing so Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I mean, like between us, I think we have like, I don't know, four, five computers, (laughs) kind of ridiculous. So we like converted everything over to laptops and then stacked them up. And then we just have one monitor, you know, like it was just like a process. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, but yeah, it's definitely about a mindset. It's definitely about simplicity. And, you know, that's why one reason I was loving your new book because I was totally thinking about, you know, as um, holidays come around or whatever, you know, I mean, there's always an occasion to give a gift. But mm-hmm. um, as it's coming around, I really love the idea of not kind of adding overall to clutter, you know, like giving more of experiences, giving more of yourself. And mm-hmm. I love that idea. Thank you. Yeah, we, we really discovered it a few years ago. And I thought, oh, my gosh, if I'm, like, living simply and all into natural stuff, I think my gifts should reflect that, too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm so big on giving, like, edible gifts or, hey, we'll come hang out or um, that kind of thing. Because I want want gifts to be meaningful. I don't want it to just be like, oh, it's your birthday here. I went down to the Dollar Tree and picked out five things for you kind of thing. I want it to be like, I know you, I love you, and this is how um, I want to show you that kind of thing. Yeah. I want to do something to help you out or something that'll be fun or something that you'll use, something that was made with love. And I know that you do a lot of like, I'm just looking like even at your men's products because men are so hard to buy for or know what to give. (laughs) So, you know, doing like aftershave oil or or beard oil or anything like that, um, that is going to be used up, but it was made with love and they're going to think of you like every time that they use it. Yeah, exactly. I thought, well, if I'm going to give them something, I want it to be something that they're going to actually use. Because, I mean, in my house, clutter, I hate clutter. Like, that's part of the reason yeah. why we started simplifying. And when somebody gives me a gift that's like, I don't know, like a can of peaches, that seems so simple. But I feel so touched because I know that that person knows how much I hate clutter. They know right. how much I appreciate, you know, real food and simple gifts. And also that I have a thing for mason jars. Uh, right. <laughs> so I just love the idea of being so much more intentional in our giving so that our recipient can just feel that love instead of just being like oh yeah they just bought it for me because they had to right and you know I mean some things can be absolutely like sourced from stores like with you know that person in mind but when you put your hands on it and really make something um there's a different energy there and I just I think that that's really cool yeah absolutely yeah and especially for people that are hard to give gifts to like teachers and things like that I mean I love doing you know the handwritten notes making a meal um making you know even just like homemade chocolate chip cookies yeah I so <laughs> what's I got, not to love about exactly. that exactly we this is our first year not homeschooling and I was like man our te- the teachers they have are so amazing. My kids are like, oh, I love school. I'm like, I want to give these these people like five dozen cookies. I want to give them gifts like every day. So I was like, well, what do you give teachers? So part of this book was really like a little hand guide for myself too, to be like, oh yeah, here's what I can give them. And then I asked too, like, what are your most, you know, memorable gifts that you've received over the years? And so I wanted to put, you know, ask directly, what, what do you love? So people can get that idea. Cause I think sometimes too, people just don't think of that. They're like, Oh, yeah. a handwritten note. That's just way too simple, but that's probably right. going to be so much more meaningful. And they're going to remember that and cherish it versus, you know, just, you know, some idea that you got off Pinterest that said teachers love this, which I mean, they might, which is, you know, but the simple gifts sometimes are the best ones. So. Right. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like real food, like, um, made with love, like Mm -hmm. that really is something. And of course we know everybody could use food. I mean, it's time saving. And, you know, when teachers are so busy doing all of these things, especially at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, 
they could they could use a casserole. Yeah. Hey, I made you a casserole and some cookies. Enjoy. You know. Right. Like, I would love that if somebody dropped off at my house. Me that. too. <laughs> so. Anybody listening, feel free to bring me casserole yeah, and cookies. Like. <laughs> I mean, it just helps you out so much. And I love that you have a whole section, like, food in jars. Yeah. I'm, I have a thing for jars. Like, we went yeah, to the bus, too. and I'm like, oh, I have a substantial jar collection. I should probably address this. <laughs> yeah, I really actually had to deal with that, too. And, you know, I think it's kind of – there was a something on Facebook going around a long time ago about, you know, real foodies and, and people that live naturally, like, kind of would rather have mason jars and jewelry. And, like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's so true because, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can use these in a million different ways. Um, And, yeah, so I definitely had to downsize. And I was actually really surprised, once again, how few I could get away with. You know, I have a few half gallons, several quarts. Those are, like, the quarts are my most used Mm because we even use as our drinking glasses every day. I just love them. Yeah, it's great because you only have to fill it up like three to four times, and then you're good to go for the day. Exactly, and I still it's have a, a lot easier on top so that I don't spill all over myself. Exactly. Oh man, don't you love the kapow? Oh my gosh, they're my favorite. I know. For anybody that doesn't know what you're talking about, it sort of turns like a mason jar into a wide mouth mason jar into an adult sippy cup, exactly. and <laughs> it's great because it's this little. Um, like lid piece that has a drinking area and then you screw it on with the the band of the mason jar and you're like good to go and I mean that thing can go with you anywhere um and they have a lot of different ones now that was kind of the one that started out but um I think they have like oil pours and yeah they've got like some coffee stuff and like littler ones I know all of our kids have their own kapow because we use the the eight ounce mason jars for them Mm -hmm. and it just oh it's it just makes it so handy for me as a parent. And it's so handy. And you know it's not toxic. All the time on themselves also. So. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I've got these huge lips. I've got this big mouth. And it's on my shirt. What the and heck? you still miss. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Kapow to the rescue. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I had a glass jar that I would take with me um, in the car for a while. And, I mean, of course, just having open was, like, not an option. But this one had, like, a really big open top. And it's like I would miss my mouth every time. And I'm like, okay, I've been drinking for like 30-something years. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, And, of course, Matt was like, no problem. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't don't know. know. We'd hit a bump, and it was like everywhere. So the kapow has been my answer. And, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily fit in the cup holder because it's a big mason jar. But, like, I kind of found a nook for it. So that kind of worked. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, like, been my only problem in the car is. If I get if I go in with too big of a jar, I tend yeah. to knock it over. Exactly. And so for me, like I found a place in the um the console uh-huh. in the middle, like where you lift up the armrest. Oh yeah. There's like this little nook in there and it like fits perfectly. Oh, I'll have to see if my car will do that. Yeah, it worked really well. Because in our when we had a big truck, like on the farm, we had a big truck and it had this huge console and it would fit like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um like in a smaller car because we tow like a small crossover SUV with us. Cool. Um, it has like that center arm thing and it fits right in there. So yeah, check it out and see if it works because the little cup holders don't. No, it like tilts over and you're like, oh, it totally does. this all over myself. Yeah. So uh, the <laughs> the podcast of how to fit a mason jar <laughs> in your car. This is very important. <laughs> this is very important information. It's life changing. <laughs> 
Well, one thing I like about the gifts as well is that you get to use a lot of essential oils. And, you know, anytime I can introduce people to essential oils, I think the better, you know. Absolutely. So I've been using essential oils for like, I don't even know. I mean, since the 90s because um, I was a massage therapist. And so I started using them like then. And it's just really funny because I never really thought about it being like a big deal. You know, it wasn't just for massage. Like I would always put lemon in my laundry. I would always add soap, um, essential oils, soaps or um, whatever. And then of course for any kind of little health issue or whatever, I would just like go to my reference book, look it up, grab my oil and off we go. And so I didn't really think of like, Oh, it's this big deal. And then like it started coming, becoming this big thing and like everybody was starting to use them and, there's also, I mean, it really is like everything you do every day. Yeah. You kind of include essential oils. It, it really is. It's kind of, sometimes in my house, I'm like, oh, how many oils did I use today? Like in my <laughs> cleaners, in my laundry, in my water, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just so easy to incorporate them. And when you see how well they work, it's just, it's, it's like a no brainer. Like, oh yeah, I'll just put a little oil in here. Exactly. Even my husband, like he's a paramedic. At first he thought it was craziness. He's like, what kind of voodoo are you into now? I'm like, no, 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 it works really. And then one day um, he had a really terrible upset stomach. I think it was too many margaritas really. But I was like, (laughs) try this digestive blend. You will love it. And seriously, 10 minutes later, he's like, okay, I don't know if anything else works, but that stuff is amazing. And I think everybody needs it. I'm like, yes, yes, exactly. I totally had that. Yeah, the digestive blend, and um, it's really amazing. And, you know, I've used all kinds of different brands and whatever. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there, but it's really like picking a line, knowing a line, like learning the oils themselves, the property of the oils, more so than just the specific company. I mean, you want to make sure you're getting quality products. Yeah. Um, But, you know, experiment, find what works for you. But um, the digestive stuff, like I – have so had success with that and even just like applying it topically just like right over my stomach area yeah. definitely has helped when I have an upset stomach like it just kind of restores the balance mm-hmm. and it, it works so quickly too I love that I know I love it and I'm always diffusing you know different because it's so important for your mood it's not just like physical stuff it's really emotional stuff as well oh yeah I've gotten into um emotional stuff with essential oils actually did a class this month, Emotions and Essential Oils, because it's fascinating. It is. The more you read about it, I'm just like, whoa, I I had no idea you could use oils for that and this. And then what's funny is I actually, um, I was in Utah a few months, last month, and a friend had a Zyto scanner, which Mm -hmm. tells you, you know, what oils you need to use, whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm pretty into any, open to anything. So it's like, I'll try it because I wasn't sure how it would work. But it recommended that I had, that I use basil more because like I had so many markers out. It was ridiculous. They're like, you are a hot (laughs) mess. I'm like, I know. So I, it said basil will fix just about everything. And I looked like every, pretty much any physical thing my the basil correlated to and then I was like oh very cool oh, I wonder about emotional stuff though so I looked up the emotional side of basil and same thing I was like wow wow I really need this oil so I've been using it every day and I've oh wow it's amazing feel a little more imbalanced I, with I that. do and I feel like so much more energy and just you know I'm more alert and my um it's really great for your tummy and so I've noticed less tummy issues just overall like this holistic huge holistic change with one oil so yeah, I love essential oils. I'm like, everybody That's needs to That's really what's them. so cool. 
That's so cool, and that's so amazing about, you know, natural products is that, you know, they're so varied that, you know, because a, a lot of people look at that and go, okay, how can one thing, like, fix all these things? And it's like, it's more about bringing your body into balance yes. and letting those things kind of settle into into place on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and natural things, especially essential oils, they have so many different um, properties that, it's it's really not unusual once you start doing the research to go, oh, okay, now I see how this could be, like, applied to all these different kind of things because it really is all about the balance. Exactly. I love how complex they are. You're like, wow, this one little bottle of oil can do all this? Holy cow. How amazing is that? Well, and I mean, again, we go back to the frugal, like one little bottle could do all these different things. Exactly. And you usually just need one drop. And right. yeah, people are like, but it's so expensive to get started. I'm like... It might be more, it's more, it's definitely an investment because, I mean, I take care of pretty much everything with essential oils and I spend roughly like, I have an automatic order I do every month. It's about $125, give or take, Mm -hmm. but that's like somewhere around there too. Supplements with oils and, but I just use them for everything and it's saved us so much money. Yeah. It's the same for us too. And you know, like I said, it's um, like, if you really think about, like I go through my daily routine and it's like in my face cleanser mm-hmm. and um, my body soap, I use Bronner's and then I, you know, put my oil blend in there. And then um, I don't have any of my shampoo because I don't make my own, but yeah. maybe I could do that. And then um, in my toothpaste, deodorant, like all these things. Um, and then, you know, I look at like when I do my laundry, when I do my cleaning, it's in all of that. And then it's diffusing for like mood support and, and honestly just to like clear the house, right? Oh, yeah. And clear the air. So smells so good. And a lot of people think, okay, we're talking, they're thinking, okay, this is a little woo woo, right? We're <laughs> talking about emotions and essential oils, but you know, and it's not just like, oh, you're using lemon and it's making you a little happy or whatever. It actually goes a little bit deeper than that. And it gets into some of the, um, the vibration of the essential oil and the vibration of the emotion, um, it's actually pretty interesting stuff. It is. It's really, really cool to see, um, to see all that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I've, I've totally turned into like the essential oil lady. I'm like, Oh my gosh, do you want this oil for that? <laughs> I've got an oil for that. <laughs> like I, I always keep some too. in my purse. Oh, I know. I have a little keychain that I take around everywhere. A pouch. Nice. My husband's like, you, that's kind of nerdy. I'm like, I don't care. You're not complaining when your tummy hurts. <laughs> And I give you exactly. It's like your fanny pack of oils. You like bust it out. You're like, okay. An oil geek. Well, we were at some event. I don't know what it was. Um, it was Common Ground Fair in um, in Maine. This, in Unity, Maine, every year they have Common Ground Fair. And it's amazing. It's put on by the Maine Organic Farming and Gardening Association, which is MOFCA. It's this amazing um you know, supportive organic organization. And, oh, the farm's just amazing. It's, I mean, the festival. Usually what they do is um, they kind of, it's this big, beautiful, like, farmland, whatever. And um, it's kind of like a carnival, but redone for, like, real food and organic. So you can go up to, like, a, oh, it's so neat. You can go up to, like, a carnival, you know, food truck. Yeah. And that would normally sell, you know, junky food. But they've done it like, okay, French fries, right? But it's in good oil, like organic sunflower oil. Um, I'd love it to be, you know, pastured lard or whatever, but right. it's not. It's organic sunflower oil. And organic Maine potatoes and sea salt and whatever. And you can get oh, like yeah. French fries or, you know, anything like that. Like 
that you would normally go, oh, I'm totally going to stay away from that. Right. It's all organic and whatever. So that's the food side of it, which is really fun. But they have a big farmer's market, um, which is, I mean, amazing bounty. It's kind of cool how New England is like really a foodie central, kind of like Oregon. Yeah. And Pacific North. Yeah. It's amazing. And then... Um, and then they have, like, workshops and farm stuff, and, I mean, it's just really cool. But anyway, the point of the story was <laughs> that I was there, and this little, this little girl got stung by a bee and was, like, totally freaking out. And I had, like, Rescue Remedy, the Bach Rescue Remedy. I had um, uh, Apis Mel Homeopathic. I had one of my one or two of my essential oils. And I kind of went over. I didn't know the family at all, but I'm like, hi, <laughs> can I help you? And, I mean, within five minutes, like, she was like, nothing ever happened. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah, we just, like, tried all these little remedies. They were totally open to it, right, because we're in an organic food festival. <laughs> right? So they're like, sure, okay. awesome, thing. And uh, it went really, it was really funny, but I totally felt like, yeah, that's right. I've got my power pack right here. <laughs> You're the village wise woman on the go. There you go, on the go. Yeah. <laughs> I will bring wise woman wellness to you. <laughs> Have oils, will travel. <laughs> exactly. That is so fun. <laughs> so, like, now that you guys aren't in the bus, like, how is that going with your simplicity journey in the house? Has it pretty much continued in the same vein? It has. Um, it was a huge adjust- adjustment, actually, getting into this house. And I was like, oh, my gosh, our house is huge. I don't need this big of a house. And I finally found out recently that it's, like, 1,100 square feet. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not that big. Still on a small <laughs> part of it. Yeah, yeah, but. but yeah, there have like there have been challenges though because we have a garage now, and I find mm-hmm. that it's so easy to just get stuff and then put it in the garage and be like, oh yeah, I'll get to that later. I'll donate it or we'll use it, and then I forget about it. Yeah, and then I go out there and I'm like, I hate you, garage. I know. <laughs> it's kind of like the extra room or the attic or the basement, like any place the stuff accumulates, right? Yeah. It's just like close the door and you kind of forget that it exists. Yeah. So you just have to, like, it's easier, I think, to be more intentional about that stuff in a small space because it can't just sit there. You've got to. No, it's in your face. Yeah. It's like, hello, hello. Yeah. But here it's like, oh, I can just shut this door and then it's and not gone. Even look at it. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay. Okay, we we our goal is to buy either some property or a house on some property, and we're looking right now. We found a few places that we're interested in, so I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna have to get rid of the stuff in the garage if we're gonna move, and it's not gonna be like a total crazy, you know, too much to move kind of deal. So mm-hmm. I'm going through it like, wow, it is it is really easy to accumulate stuff when you're not intentional about it, when it's not like, oh yeah. I need to be mindful about saying yes to this coffee maker or this, you know, whatever people ask. So Right. When I find that paperwork is one of the things that gets like, oh, yeah, for sure, like because the onslaught of mail and magazines and papers that come into the house, especially with kids in school and all that. I mean, it's just like paper, paper, paper. It is like I don't know if you've ever read. I think it's Bea Johnson. um, the zero waste home. She takes mm. her kids' schoolwork that they get throughout the year and turns it into homemade paper for the teachers at the end of the year. <laughs> oh wow, that's kind of funny. But yeah, like today, just today, I had this huge stack of junk mail. I was like, really? I don't. What am I gonna? I know. Like I and we've tried to like go on the you know all the lists where you yeah. like unsubscribe and all of that and like you know contact the company directly mm-hmm. and. You know, we're really careful about giving out our information because we don't want more junk mail. Um, But it totally adds up. And, like, right now, we especially don't want it because we kind of have ours um, 
at like a postal center that like handles it for us and then they mail it to us wherever we are throughout the country and so I have to pay for it to come to me oh yeah and I open it and I'm like "Uh uh-uh yeah no thank you Mm-mm. And that's somehow, like, some of the magazines, especially at Christmas, um, a lot of the catalogs and things, we somehow were on the list on a couple of them twice. Uh, and so we'd get, like, double L.L. Beans and double, you know, and I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying to ship that across the country. Yeah, and it's heavier, too, and all that. So is. And their Christmas ones are huge, Oh, right? yeah. They're like, here, yeah. we wrote you a book. Come buy our stuff. I know. And it's like, oh, no, thank you. Um So that's really, you know, about setting up the systems and, like, getting on top of it right away because otherwise it will just kind of accumulate and take over. Every day mail comes in, I sort through it, I recycle most of it that's junk and then address what needs to be addressed right away because, I mean, just paperwork alone can completely overwhelm you and make it feel like you can never simplify or get on top of anything. So that's one thing I'm really... um, really on top of because I hate the clutter so much. Yeah, you know, I always tell a funny story about Matt. When um, we were first together, um, he had moved from Pennsylvania down to Texas for work, and um, his parents sent a box, like this huge box of just, like, papers (laughs) that he had had in his um, room or whatever at his house. And um, (laughs) we had to go through it. And most of it was like four years old. And it was like, I swear, there's maybe two things out of there, if that, that we even needed. There's this this enormous box of paperwork. So, yeah, we had a big shredding party. In fact, that was one thing on the farm. Like, we would use that shredded paper sometimes, like, in the the mulch for the chickens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would totally break down. So, (laughs) we'd always have these big shredding parties. Yeah, I kind of have gone through like four or five shredders. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much that comes through. They're like, really? And so you do other things, too. Like you have some a lot of like natural business stuff. I know that you've, you know, written the books and all this, but you also do like some website design or other design. Yeah, I tried to do just one thing in my business and I felt like my soul was dying. So I was like, um, <laughs> I need more things. I know. I'm kind of yeah. like that, too. I'm very multi-passionate, like. Yeah, I do some intern. web design. Um, I do some virtual assistant work for some people. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean I'm just supposed to do one thing? I'm, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I know, right? Yeah, so, yeah, VA. And I, I sometimes make herbal remedies and, like, sell them in a shop. I turned it into a pop-up oh, shop neat. because I got overwhelmed with shipping all the time. But, uh-huh. yeah, it's really fun to just have, like, different things I can do that I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. It keeps my business fun, which is really important to me. Exactly. I think that's so important when you own your own business and when you're kind of, like, in that space every day to kind of keep it fresh and keep new things coming in, especially if that's, like, your personality type, you know. Because I know you focused a lot on herbs. I know there's a lot of great posts on um, on your website about herbs and for people that are, like, getting into herbal medicine for their family. Yeah, herbal remedies is kind of where I started out finding out about, you know, natural natural medicine and then that kind of turned into essential oils because my dad's an organic herb farmer and I got all these herbs at such a great discount and then I was like, wait a second, they're overflowing in my kitchen. And then I was like, oh, essential oils. Yes, there we go. But um, yeah, I love herbs. I love learning about their different properties and then being like, oh, If I put calendula and chamomile and this together, this would make an awesome thing for my skin. So I'd go and just get in the kitchen and start, (laughs) like, throwing stuff in a pot. And 
yeah, I, I turned out with some like really cool stuff. Like my healing balm is amazing. I'm still like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I made that. And then there were other projects where I was like, Oh, we're just going to throw this away. Cause that did not work out. <laughs> it's all about experimenting, right? Absolutely. And then perfecting it. Like, uh, my healing balm, I finally was like, Oh, what if I added like a little bit of, um, helichrysum essential oil to it? Oh yeah. It's really powerful, but oh nice. Yeah. I, I love just the crafting and experimenting and creating new things. I think is my favorite thing. So being able to do that with design work and herbs and writing and, and everything is kind of the central thing is I just need to create all the time. Otherwise yes. I just, I'm like, Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. You got to kind of keep those juices flowing and like keep that energy moving. Right. Yeah. Otherwise you just, I don't know. So I got to the point at one time where I was like, I hate my blog. I hate everything I'm doing. And it was because <laughs> I was just so focused on like numbers and all this and yeah I was like you know what this isn't fun I want to create and even um even this the natural gift idea book that I made I was like I could just create you know a random freebie and give it to people who want to know more about my newsletter like or I could have some fun with it and and do that so I looked at all the reader questions that I get and the big one that I got a lot was hey could you have we want more natural gift ideas and I was like oh oh, what if I created a book of natural gift ideas, but I made the book itself a gift because my goal was really to create something that I could sell if I wanted mm-hmm. but to give it away for free. I was like, I want it to be like high value. Like I want people to really get a lot out of it. I want it to be a gift to people who say, yeah, I want to be on your newsletter. So yeah, just having that goal of creating something really awesome, just kind of, I don't know, it's a good kick in the butt to be like, all right, it is. Molly's it so crazy. is. <laughs> I can do this. This is a challenge. I'm going to do this. So, yeah, I love creativity. So good for you. Well, you certainly succeeded um, with this book. It's definitely a gift. Like, it's truly amazing. Cool. And, you know, I love because I think a lot of us have that Pinterest board, you know, that we have all these kind of ideas and oh, yeah. and things that we've, like, accumulated. Like, you know, but, but it's like this um, – amorphous thing over on a Pinterest board and like it means that we have to go over there and like sort it out well you've like done that for us and it's right there and it's organized by like people that you could give it to or gifts for your kids gift to make with your kids you know for baby shower for this for that and I think that that's really helpful to have that all in one place so definitely a gift (laughs) awesome I'm glad you like it I've gotten some really good feedback and I was like oh phew like I really wanted this to be something that people can put to use like right now and not just at Christmas or you know the end of the year holidays but like any time of year so right yeah I love it well thank you so much for sharing with us today it was so fun to have you here and get to chat with you a bit and get to know you a little bit better yeah I had a blast I love this it's fun (laughs) it really is like sitting down with a, a cup of coffee with your girlfriends and having a chat exactly I love it. And I tell you, sitting down with coffee, I'd love to sit down with your French toast latte because that is probably one of my favorite recipes that you make. I discovered that on your blog. Like, I I don't know, when you first published it. It's so good. (laughs) And it has been a regular in our rotation. Oh, I love that. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Like honey, cinnamon, Mm. coffee. It doesn't matter if you use any whatever kind of coffee, herbal coffee or or actual coffee, decaf, regular, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's so good. It is. It's, oh, I think I need that. And that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Like, I think 
need that this afternoon. So I'll make sure to put the link to that on our show notes as well. Again, that'll be at realfoodwholehealth.com under podcast. You'll find this episode and all the show notes for today's episode. Nina, thanks again for being here. We so appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.